0: Hello everyone, welcome back. We're in the book of Numbers today. We're going to be putting in Numbers chapter 1, starting around um, probably verse uh, 18 or so, officially. Um, Book of Numbers, you know, book of the census, book of arithmetic here. Um, A lot of people say, well, again, gosh, Numbers isn't all that exciting. Well, you know, some of the things that are coming out we're looking at is how God gives all these folks a job. God gives all these folks a place and something to do. Even us today, we have a place. We have a job. One thing McGee says it stuck with me is God gives all of us spiritual gifts. He gives us all things that we can serve Him with. You know, not everyone speaks in tongues. Not everyone's a preacher. We all have spiritual gifts. And McGee says, you know, the foot has all those bones in it, like 26 bones or something like that. He has all, you know, the foot has all these bones in it. You know, every bone has a job, you know, to make the foot walk. You know, you can't, every, you can't it can't all be the same bone. And there's some things one person's good at or better than the other person. And one, one of the things McGee said is do your job. Don't do, try to do somebody else's job. That makes so much sense. Do what God calls you to do. Or whatever you're doing, do it with faith to bring out glory to the Lord Jesus. It may not be a prestigious job. It may be a small job. It may be a stressful job. It may be something. But if God, God is calling you to do it, If if God is asking you to do it, do it faithfully. So the other interesting point here is we're beginning to see in numbers is these folks, they're having to take a census, a census so they can be ready to go to battle. Now, you know, maybe a lot of these people left Egypt and he saw God crush, absolutely crush the Egyptian army. But now he's asking them to fight. He fights for them, but now they're going to have to go to war. Can you imagine? These folks have never had any military training. They grew up in slavery in Egypt, and their parents grew up in Egypt. But, of course, their parents had all died. They were wandering in the wilderness because of their lack of faith for 40 years. And now a new generation has come up. And do you think these folks have? have had any military training. they probably never even seen a military battle. So much less, you know, being asked to fight a war. What do you think they were talking about? What do you think they were saying? Again, it's another opportunity to tr- put their faith in, in the Lord, put their faith in God. Their mothers and their fathers didn't do it, and they got stuck in the wilderness for 40 years. Now, what are these folks going to do? We don't know. We'll have to keep reading. But let's jump right in. Moses and Aaron took these men who had been named and on the first day, the second month, assembled the whole congregation together who registered themselves by clans, by fathers' houses, according to the number of names from 20 years old and up, head by head, as the Lord commanded Moses, so he listed them in the wilderness of Sinai. So, in other words, they're taking a head count. They're taking a census of every man, you know, who is twenty years old and up. All right. Then the people, the people of Reuben, Israel's firstborn, their generations by their clans and by their fathers' houses, according to the number of names, head by head, every male from twenty years old and upward all who were able to go to war. And those listed of the tribe of Reuben were 46,500. Okay, so what's happening here is he's going to be arranging them by the 12 tribes. So, again, we see Reuben being the firstborn. He registers all the male, from, male males from 20 years old and up who could go to war. And they had 46,500 names. Now, I can't read all of these things for the interest of time. I'm going to just say, verse 22 talks about the the people of Simeon and their generations. And they came up with 59,300. And then dropping down to verse 34, the people of Gad and their generations were listed. 45,650. Verse 26 the people of Judah and their generations by their clans. And those were listed 74,600. In other words, the tribe of Judah, my study Bible points out, was the biggest tribe. And they were the tribe that was supposed to be the head tribe, leading the nation on the march. And it had preeminence among the tribes. This is the tribe where David and Jesus came from, the tribe of Judah. Okay, so then you got uh, number twenty, uh, verse twenty eight, the people of Ishkar and their generations, fifty four thousand four hundred. Then you got verse thirty of the people of Zebulun, their generations were numbered, uh, fifty seven thousand four hundred. Verse thirty two, the people of Joseph, namely of the people of Ephraim, and their, uh, uh. Their, their males were listed at 40,500. The people of Manasseh, their generations were listed, uh, that their uh, uh, kids were listed, 32,200. The people of Benjamin, their generations by the clans. Their, those listed there in their tribe were 35,400 of the people of Dan. They had 62,700 listed of the people of Asher. They had 43,500 of the people of um, Nefalti, their generation, their uh, people were listed, 53,400. Verse 44, these are all who were listed, whom Moses and Aaron listed with the help of the chiefs of Israel, 12 men, each representing his father's house. So all those um, listed of the people of Israel by their father's houses from 20 years old and up, every male, able to go to war in Israel. And all those listed were 603,550. That's a big army. And when you include all the women and children, my study Bible says it's probably to over 2 million people were out here now. But the Levites were not listed among with them by their ancestral tribe for them. Lord spoke to Moses saying, Only the tribe of Levi... You shall not list and you shall not take a census of them among the people of Israel, but appoint the Levites over the tabernacle of the of the testimony and the, over all of its furnishings and over all that belongs to it they are to carry the tabernacle and all its furnishings and they shall take care of it and should camp around the tabernacle when the tabernacle is set out the Levites shall Take it down, and when the tabernacle is to be pitched, the Levites shall set it up. And if any outsider comes near, he shall be put to death. The people of Israel shall pitch their tents by their companies, each man in his own camp, and each man by his own standard. Standard will be like a flag. But the Levites shall camp around the tabernacle of testimony, so that there may be no wrath on the congregation of the people of Israel. And the Levite shall keep guard over the tabernacle of testimony. Thus did the people of Israel; they did according all that the Lord commanded Moses. So there's a very orderly um, process here. Everybody's got a job. You know, these men are going to be fighting men. These men over here are going to take care of the tabernacle. Now we've got everybody organized according to their to their uh, uh, tribe here. Now in, in chapter two, the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, "The people of Israel shall camp each by his own standard with the banners of their fathers houses. They shall camp facing the tent of meeting on every side. So now you've kind of got an organization of how they're supposed to camp, and you've got the tent of the meeting in the center and you've got basically camping around that the levites and then you've got on the on the um north on well they're listing on the east side which is the most important side that's the side that of the leaders you got Judah Ishkar, and Zebulun on the east side and on the south side you got the, the head tribe of Reuben then you've got Simeon and Gad on the west side, you've got Ephraim, Manasseh, and Benjamin. And on the north side, you got Dan, Naphtali, and Asher. So those are the camps. And I won't read all this layout in chapter 2. That's what it is. That's basically a very orderly way to camp. Chapter 2 down to verse 32. These are the people of Israel as listed by their fathers' houses. All those listed in the camps by their companies were 603,550. But the Levites were not listed among the people of Israel as the Lord commanded Moses. Thus did the people of Israel according to all the Lord commanded Moses, so that they camped by their standards, in other words, under the flag of their families. And so they set out, each one in his own clan according to his father's house. Very, very orderly. Camping arrangements and travel arrangements by your genealogy. And McGee makes the point to us that everybody is being arranged according to a role, a specific job, a specific calling. Same thing with us today. Whose banner do we camp under? Is it some name or is it under Christ? Christ is our banner now. We are in the family of God. We are all one family. There's neither Jew nor Gentile anymore. But under Christ, we're all a new creation. Where are we camping? We need to camp under the banner of Christ. And what is our role? Christ is not asking us to fight a war. But there is a spiritual battlefield, isn't there? So we're in a battle as well. Just as God defeated the Egyptians, Christ has already defeated sin. Christ has already given us our salvation. But our sanctification is a different story. The Israelites had to face all the people to get the promised land. And they had to do... Even though they were saved from Egypt, they still now and they were saved in the in the in the desert with manna and quail they still now had to depend on god didn't they they still had to depend on god because they had to then through their faith in god fight the battle they had to complete it god already saved them but they had to do things for themselves they had to then glorify god God just didn't give it all to them. He never promised them that life would all be peaches and cream. He didn't promise them they wouldn't have to struggle. Same thing with us today. We've been saved from sin by Christ. But now it's time for us to reveal Christ in ourselves to others. That's the spiritual battlefield, the battle for our hearts. using the weapons, the Word of God, the Word of God. So, we're going to stop here. We'll turn the rest of the podcast over to our co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. <clears throat> Look forward to hearing your take on this study today. So, as always, from me to all of you, God bless you. We'll see you here next time. And, seeing as today's Monday, we'll take a break, as we always do, for the weekend. And we'll see you back here on Monday. as. We continue our study through this great book of Numbers. God bless you all.